Listen here. All right. We're all in agreement. But those fuckers, they don't come within 76 points of my score, right? When we're here, in the mid-fucked NFL season, yeah, in a generation, it's every man for himself. Come on. Say it with me, brother. In the bleak midwinter. All right. And now, by order of the freaky grinders, I declare this team one and three. Yo, yo, yo. What is up? Are we live right now? We are live as hell. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Good evening, you pikey-licking gypsy fuckers, and welcome back to another episode of APMFL Podcast, coming at you live on a Wednesday. I am your host, Captain D, joined by my ever-present partner, Mr. Hungry. Oi, oi. Week four is coming, week four is gone. We sustained heavy losses. But we had some all-star performances and the highest score on the week by yours truly. And now, it brings me a heavy heart to have to deliver this message, but deliver it all the same I must. Please, listen closely as we get a message from our fallen comrade, the young ho. To the PMFL, I would like to take this opportunity to inform the league that I will be stepping down from all podcast duties for the foreseeable future due to schedule conflicts. Although I hold the PMFL podcast in the highest regard, I unfortunately will no longer be able to commit to the extensive research, in-depth analysis, and recording time required to produce a podcast of the highest quality. I know you, the listeners, will miss my central voice knee-slapping jokes and cunning wit, but just know I will miss you even more. Please forward any questions or concerns to the anonymous message box located in Tanner's Pussy. And now I think it's time that we said a few words over his grave. The truth is that we rode together once before, Mr. Angry, eh? The young hoe, you, me and him. We did. And we were cut off from our pact too young, too early when we stood eye to eye, facing one another from behind the Yahoo scoreboard. And if I had known that Froggy style and his team that bad was going to make him quit the podcast, I wouldn't have done it. I swear on me dead goldfish grave, I wouldn't have done it. Mr. Hungry, say it with me, brother. In the bleak winter. In that bleak midwinter, yeah. And now his watch has ended. Oh, hang on, that's actually the wrong show. That is not the right show. Well, this has been a fucking heavy start to tonight's podcast. It has. Why don't we perk things up a bit, you know, with the intro of tonight's guest, the cold hustler. Oh, brother, what was that? Did you guys hear that? <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks! Yeah, we got it the first time. What's going on, Mark? You straight? How's it going, boys? What's going on, Mr. Cold Hustler? How are you? I'm well. You're fresh off a win. You must be well. Yeah. No, my team is looking fantastic. I'm very happy with how things have gone so far. 
What are you most happy with? All the injuries to other running backs. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a cynical way to look at it, but uh, it's factually accurate. Yep, you've got um. Jameson woke up. Uh, honestly, though, is it? It's not the most pessimistic uh, view approach that someone in our team has taken this year with Andre actively cheering for COVID to kill every NFL player in the league. I mean, if I was in his position, I would be doing the same thing. <laughs> it may be his one way out. Right, like Cal? When he's, when he's weighing like the options for him for not losing the toilet bowl, that's probably his best option. <laughs> he narrowly avoided it last year, but, uh, you know, <laughs> some things never change. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, Mark, your team's looking good. Let's Real take good. a look. Let's take a look at your matchup from last week, Mark. Who did you take down? Um, Wisey. Right. Yeah. Stab City Shammers. You took him out one fifty four seventy to one thirty six. His team had a good week too. Uh, you guys were absolutely popping off in the early window. Yeah, it was crazy. Every single one of my players went at ten a.m. <laughs> a one and done. It's a good thing I didn't sleep in. <laughs> How about Joe Mixon finally having his coming out party? Yeah, he's on the trade block though. If any, I'm gonna sell high. If anybody wants to trade for <laughs> Joe Mixon, what does sell, hear, what does sell high mean? <laughs> I'm selling him while he's on a high. <laughs> just exposing you to the rest of the pod. Uh, go on. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say that um, I hear Joey's giving some really good offers recently. Oh, the Primo's yeah, picks? I, I doubt that. The Primo's picks. Yeah, they're they're the best the best uh, trade partner in the league, I think. They're pretty straight. They're very straight, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Mark, the rest of your team had a day, too. I think Amari Cooper was wide receiver two on the day. Joe Mixon, wide receiver – or, sorry, running back one. Kareem Hunt looking like he's going to be occupying that number one running back spot for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's things are, things are, it's on everything's, everything's coming up hustlers right now. It's good. Except for, I saw you, except for Brandon cooks, Bobby gold and Hunter Henry who had absolute stinkers. It's okay. When the rest of your team is putting up those kind of numbers, you can afford a couple of donuts. I'm pretty sure the hustlers were sure. real cold and dropped Brandon cook's ass after that donut. Yeah, he's gone. He's on the way to Lyle. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend. Oh. <laughs> uh, looking over at YZ's team. Yeah, like you said, good performance. The only thing that pops out is the fact that Kenyon Drake is getting his role usurped by Chase Edmonds. He's getting chased out of there. Yeah, he hasn't been too good, has he? 13 attempts, 35 yards. That's not a very good yards per carry. Um and yeah, I mean not, the 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 Cardinals have, are on a bit of a slide after their uh, hot start taking out San Fran. No kidding. Yeah, and against two teams that you would have thought that they would have beaten pretty easily after yeah. the performance they put up. They'll get back in the win column next week. They have the Jets. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's like uh, it's too easy of a joke. It's like playing someone in our league. You guys can make your best guess. <laughs> <laughs> Big game from Mark Andrews. Two tutters. Um. Yeah. Also, Mike Evans had a bit of a pop off there with Tom. Yeah, you scaring me a little bit there. Yeah, and the Will Fuller V, the Fuller V, making me sweat. Flying V, he uh, 
did link up with uh, Watson for the Watson uh, Fuller stack. Although uh, looks like identical quarterback performances there from Wilson and Watson, twenty-two point nine a piece. Yeah, down week for Russell, but can't <laughs> complain when that's your down week. Mark, yep. how much were you sweating on that uh, that last play of the Texans Vikings game where that Fuller came down with that one-handed catch, but it got ruled incomplete? I uh, can't say I was watching that. Didn't know that happened. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least, at least he's honest. Um, <laughs> looks like Wisey's got some interesting prospects on the bench there. Tim Patrick of the Broncos put up a big game. We'll see if he can keep that going next week against New England. Um, yeah. We'll see if that game even happens. Stephon Gilmore now contracted the virus. Right. Yeah. Whew, the virus is absolutely flying around. It's got it's got Stephon Gilmore, uh, Corey Davis, Donald Trump, <laughs> Cam Newton. It's making its way around. Right. Um, Cal Armstead has had it for the past three months. He's still on the COVID list. Anyone else notice that? <laughs> I think Andre dropped him finally. <laughs> yeah, but Right Cal's never been taken off of the COVID designation. Oh, he's got a yeah. He's got a mean case. <laughs> he's got a four weeker. <laughs> He's got the world's longest case of COVID. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. This is uh, it's a good game, Mark. You're looking, you're looking strong. I think you're. Are you in third place now or second? Uh, I believe I'm in second right now. It's got to be a good feeling. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's good. You know. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a look. Who else do we have this week? Uh, why don't we why don't we look at those helmet boppers and how uh, hungry I use matchup? I think I predicted Trev uh, to win this game, and I think I uh, I may have bitten off a little more than I could chew. Just like uh, just like yeah. Tre- four and zero. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's in the realm of possible outcomes in the PMFL for the boppers. Um, clearly, it wasn't this year. We'll see next year. Uh, one of his. Uh, Sore spots was Alan Lazard getting that big injury and not being able to put up those uh, overperforming numbers he'd been used to. <laughs> um, and yeah, the Dynagore had a bit of a down game on Thursday night, so that kind of influenced me to make a bit of a floor play and play both of the San Fran running backs against the Eagles. Um, didn't work out exactly as planned, but I mean, I was just trying to lock up all the touchdown shares in that game. McKinnon did have a good game, so, but yeah, yeah Jeff- McKinnon had a great game. He had, he scored a touchdown in every single game so far this year. Yeah, I mean he's a straight shooter, so we're glad to have him on the How Hungry squad. Mike Davis, um, that fifty-five dollar bid's looking nice. Back to back twenty spots, and yeah, I guess uh, some of Gore's players just let him down here. He only had a couple guys in the double digit. Is is Mike Davis the best waiver wire pickup so far in the PMFL this year? Mm, I, potentially, like I feel like there's been a lot of bad waiver wire pickups. Oh yeah, there has been a a couple. A lot, a lot of big money pickups not panning out at all. Yeah, I can't think of somebody who's put up forty points off the waiver wire. James Robinson. <laughs> Oh, yeah, in two true. weeks, yeah. Oh, yeah. James Robinson's got a hundred million. He's like the RB six in the league right now. I might even be higher. Yeah, than I was that. actually looking at that. I think he. I think he might be top five in the league. Don't quote People me. People don't that. talk about James Robinson though because nobody knew to pay money for him. I think Phil got him for like two dollars or something. 
Isn't that the same week that Andre bid $50 on Weapon X, Raquel? Oh, maybe. Did Andre bid 50 on that guy? <laughs> he dropped a lot of money like before the season had even started. Oh, well, I was a... <laughs> he had a yeah. hunch. <laughs> yeah, that's... James Robinson's got to be the definitely the pickup of the year for sure. Um, but yeah, back to the matchup here. Anything else... Uh... I I think Scary Terry really overperformed going against Baltimore, found a way to get it done. And just while we're on the Washington football team, how about Ron Rivera deciding to bench Dwayne Haskins after he puts up his career best game for passing yards? Uh, First time he's ever gone over 300, had a 70% completion, uh, 70% completion percentage. Um, and Ron Rivera's like, no, nope, we've seen enough of you. We're going to give the reins over to, uh, what's that guy's name? Kyle Allen, the guy that was playing QB for the Panthers last year. Oh, yeah, Kyle Allen. That's right. Yeah, and apparently Kyle Allen's going to be backed up by Alex Smith, not even uh, Haskins. So they don't like Haskins much. And uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for McLaurin. I know Haskins and McLaurin were uh, college teammates there and have a good chemistry, but I feel like uh, McLaurin might be quarterback proof. Uh, knock on wood. He's uh, he's a footballer, so he's looking pretty good out there. We'll see how that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Tyler Lockett had a down game. I'm happy to see that in an effort where he was not needed. I expect him to bounce back for the remaining weeks. I thought he was going to put up a donut for a bit. Yeah, he only had a catch in the fourth quarter, I believe. It looked like he was going to pull a Calvin Ridley. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin Ridley must have had a bad game. Hey, I, I, I'll i admit I did not watch too much of that uh, Falcons-Green Bay game. I was like, ah, you know what? Baron Jones goes for 40 points. I don't want to see it. <laughs> if he doesn't, <laughs> then I'll get the dub. So. Um, yeah. Ridley yeah. did not register a single catch in that game. Uh, Julio notably held out, but uh, we, we can get to that in a bit. Uh, boppers, you know, it had to happen eventually. First loss of the year, still three to one, fourth place. Uh, look for look for them to right the ship maybe next week. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. On to uh, your, should we go to your matchup? Let's get to the freaky grinders. Jeez whiz, what a shellacking. This is probably froggy of the week, eh? We gave him I mean, an he absolute... He nearly doubled him. It's disgusting. Froggying. <laughs> yeah, your, absolute your team frogging. seems back on track, courtesy of Mr. George Kittle and Odell Beckham Jr. having a good game rather than a bit of a pooper. Yeah, it was really, really, uh, really nice to see that the team that I drafted actually show up for once. Getting Kittle back is a huge boon. First time playing the Uber Ultra Exotic three tight end set in PMFL history and they pay off with 54 points even though Higby only went for 3.6 when when one of your three tight ends is going for 32 I think that just about saves anything that, yeah uh, the rest Kittle's a gang vanguard 15 receptions how many targets did he have 15 holy smokes perfect game did not drop a target what an absolute demon that guy is um the backup quarterback nonetheless yeah Whew. Well, for a shitty for a shitty quarterback, a good tight end is their best friend because it's the easiest pass to make, other than checking it down to your running back. So honestly, Jimmy Garoppolo, he can fucking sit all season for all I care. Just keep the guys in; uh-huh. they, they can keep losing so long as they keep throwing at George. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
Not to uh, mention it was on one of Jimmy's throws that got Kittle hurt in the first place. That's right. Um, yeah, other side of the coin, yikes, 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 yikes. Um, <laughs> okay, looking from the, the stats column all the way down, the total number of yards seems to be shockingly low. We have 13 yards, 9 yards, 4 yards, <laughs> 30, 30 40 yards, 40 yards. Jerry Judy was his best performer with 61 yards on the Thursday nighter there. Yeah, after that nah. game, after after he pulled that moss, I was like, ah, good for yeah. Fuji, but I'm I'm not worried. I'm not worried just yet. Aaron Rodgers had a pretty much saved the week. Like Fuji could have been at like 60 points this week. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is a gangbanger, and if you've uh, tuned into the PMFL chat, it appears he is on the chopping or the trading block, <laughs> not the chopping block, the trading block. Yeah, but this team that I just played. We're not going to see that version of the Indomitian Fujis any anytime soon after the trade that fucking sent shockwaves throughout the entire team chat this week. We'll get to that trade. Boy, we'll, we will break that down in depth. Um, yeah, on, on top of this, any anything last? I'm, I'm hoping that A.J. Brown can get back into the lineup next week. Those tight ends still ready to shop any of them. And I'm waiting for the week where Chase Edmonds is officially handed the reins uh, to the Arizona backfield, and they just uh, maybe healthy scratch uh, Kenyon Drake. Huh. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'll have to see it to believe it. Any comments, Mark? Uh, no, I got nothing to say about this one. Okay. Fuji got spanked. Yeah, it was an absolute spanking. A very similar spanking, actually, was the uh, Copenhagen Cowboys spanking uh, IT Kevin, the Nacho Man Randy Sausages. Uh, this was another back alley fucking bruise up. <laughs> 154 to 87. Um, yikes. So, <laughs> Mark, what, what do you what do you think about this game? <laughs> I'm just trying to load it on my computer here. Okay, we'll do some pre preparatory uh, analysis here. IT Kev's best player, Melvin Football Gordon the third, looking great without Philip Lindsay on the field. Also um, a Thursday nighter. Thursday nighter, yeah. So off to a hot start, making Carlo maybe shaking his boots a little bit. Um, but yeah, could not get anything going throughout the weekend there. Uh, tough performances from AJ Green, Julio Jones going out with the injury. Maybe uh, they should have taken one out of Green Bay's um, coaching book there and held him out like they did with Tay Adams. Um, I, I actually got a um, I got a quote in from. Uh, IT Kev this week and uh, he said I think I'm done with the AJTY experience simply garbage (laughs) (laughs) Mo Ali Cox may be able to hold down my tight end position while Fent recovers so I think I'm good on tight end but I'd be mentally retarded (laughs) 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 if I kept on rolling with AJ and TY (laughs) that's funny yeah, I think Kev would have a nice wide receiver lineup if it was 2016 right now, but it's not. So yeah, this te- this struggling. team is w- taking taking the cake by a mile if we're backed up to 2016. <laughs> no kidding. Um, yeah, this side though, Carlos, a couple of his big ponies showing out. Chris Carson with the uh, two touchdown game. After you thought, oh, maybe he's going to be out for a bit after that. Uh, Knee twister, alligator roll. Gores had never heard of what an alligator roll was, but 
maybe he's looked it up since, but I'm not sure. He hasn't commented on whether or not he's seen the Manscaped Gronk commercial yet, so he's got a bit of a backup and things to um, educate himself on. Um, Zeke, consistent 15 spot. DJ Chark, huge game. Two tutter butters. Is DJ Chark do 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 back? DJ Chark, we'll see. Who knows? He's on a different team. That's what's right. interesting. There's four players in Basso's starting lineup that are no longer a part of the Copenhagen Cowboys. Man, oh man, that must be some trade. We'll have to talk about that. Um, Dak Prescott, <laughs> uh, the Dallas Football Fantasy Factory Cowboys. <laughs> Uh, taking an L, but putting up 38 points. Like, what the hell? Their defense must be awful. 49 points against Cleveland. Whew. Cleveland looked good, man. I mean, Odell looked good, but Cleveland in general, even after Nick Chubb went down, like, yeah. they still aren't skipping a beat. They sub in some guy. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Dearness something. And he just also it goes for like 97 rush yards. Dearness Johnson, yeah. The, Brown, um, the Browns look good. They've been putting up big points like back to back to back now. They're straight. They're pretty straight. Yeah. I mean, Rojo could have gone for a hundred yards <laughs> in that game. So say no to Rojo. Um, yeah. How about it? David Mopportunity had twenty-seven rush yards on, I think, an absurd amount of rushes. Oh no, I guess not. Ten rushes for twenty-seven, so average two point seven yards a carry. Um, opportunity. The Bears uh, just suck. The Bears are three and one. Yeah, I know, but they fucking suck. They're they're um they do suck. <laughs> they're low scoring. They're the opposite of the Cowboys. They have the junkyard dog, and yeah, and then opportunity. But I mean, I think they're gonna get exposed tomorrow night against the Bucks. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, what else we got going here? Oh, yeah, just an interesting tidbit. Dak Prescott has uh, thrown for the most yards in four games, not just to start a season, but the most by any quarterback ever in a four-game stretch. I think it's like 1609 or something like that. Most ever by an NFL player in four games. Wow. The guy's thrown for 450-plus yards in three, three yeah, straight games. <laughs> What's that, Mark? Said I don't rate him. You think he stinks? Yeah. <laughs> if you had to pick between him and Russell Wilson, who would you pick? Well, I don't know. Whichever one of them has a Super Bowl. Right? <laughs> All right, you're straight then. If you had to pick between Dak and Wentz, where would you go, Mark? Oh, I mean, I mean, Wentz can't even... <laughs> <laughs> Is that a trick question? Mark, what are you eating right now? Some pretzels. Can you hear them? No, I can just hear your mouth full of something. Some dry crackers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. This matchup was a wash. Not much to talk about. Maybe let's uh, take a look at a, uh, a week where the hard-ons did not make it to 100. But they were close. Um, we have the hard-ons... 92 points, Skunkle Squad getting an easy dub with 116 only. Yeah, um, underperformed on his projection, still gets the win. Uh, for those keeping track, Andre is now three, three weeks under 100, one week over. So uh, keep the uh, keeps Vegas at bay for one more week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dallas, though, uh, without 
his Tampa Bay shares Tom Brady, 37 spot, and Rojo, 16. Besides Thielen, a little bit concerning for the rest of his team there. His RB, yeah. RB, RB1s, John Taylor and Miles Sanders, both putting up eight spots. That's not – I don't know if that's indicative of anything going forward. I think those guys are good players, should have uh, – Better days ahead, but yikes! I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too worried about either of those guys just from purely a workload basis. Like the amount of touches that both Taylor and Sanders is getting is uh, indicative of potential future fantasy success. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, neither of them seem to be playing on offenses that are going to be scoring forty points every week. So that's really what you're looking for in fantasy. But they might be enough to you know have a a typical skunkle middling of the pack squad, but uh, um, we'll see. I mean, Gallup, I think, is the biggest disappointment. Like, hold on, am I looking at this right? Did did the skunks have Tyreek Hill yes. on the bench? Was this a COVID thing? A precaution? <laughs> well, that was. <laughs> well, yeah, well, same with uh, same with the Tokyo Titans. They had Mahomes and Kelsey on the bench. Okay, so it was the smart not play. not okay. me though. I had Clyde Edwards and Harrison Butka in my lineup from start Butka. to finish. I ain't scared of no ghosts. <laughs> you straight? Um, yeah. I wonder. If I that... didn't even pick what... up any backups. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking raw Ramsey's raw dogged it in there. Straight to tell, homie. <laughs> Check out that. Andre utilizing a good chunk of those uh, IR spots there. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think that's allowed. Is he in violation still? He's completely in violation. I even reached out to Andre. Are, are we going to call him out on it, though? Is there a point? Can you kill what's already dead? <laughs> I was like, yo, Andre, you're not allowed to use your IR spots for that. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. And he just dropped Raquel Armstead, but still kept Cook and Fournette uh-huh. both in IR. I mean, he hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't actually picked up uh, anybody... Well, at least as I'm looking at the last weeks, yeah, he, he he had two empty bench spots, so he isn't technically in violation of having too many players. Yeah, but we'll, we didn't actually clarify what the punishment was for putting too many people in your IR because we didn't think anyone was dumb enough to do it. But now that we're here, <laughs> <laughs> we did have some good ideas on the uh, PMFL chat there. Um, complete disqualification, you're done for the year, or. <laughs> We spin a wheel and one of your players gets dropped. I kind of <laughs> like that one. <laughs> Don't have your uh, IR spots out of whack on podcast day because we'll do it live. <laughs> and none of you will be able to see it. So chances are you're losing a first round guy. Oh, yeah. It's for sure like a Zeke Elliott or a uh, Cooper Cup going straight to the wire. Uh, you know, I, I keep saying greener pastures ahead and I look at I look at Andre's team and I just think I just think that, you know, if, if Fournette can play out, he's got Gurley and Fournette, even without Saquon, he's got Tanyan in there now, might go with a exotic two tight end set. He can get Deion Lewis out of his lineup. Maybe he scores 100 points this week. I'm calling it here. Hot take. The hard ons hit 100 points next week. Oh, let's go. Yeah, I'm all about that. I'm trying to get to whatever four or whatever crazy number I said a few weeks ago. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let's go. Um, Just to give Andre some more props here, I think, I think I'd like to point out Cooper Cup is good. Yeah. He's a good player. He's consistently he good. He is. 
he is Cooper Cooper Football Cup. Travis Landry having a good game for once rather than a, a low spot. Anyone on, on Cooper Cup, anyone that finishes with 69 yards in anything is, is a dog in my book. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he might be straight as fuck. Um, also, O.J. Howard, I believe, tore an Achilles or some shit like that. So Gronk may uh, see an uptick. We'll see. I Part of me thinks that they're like Bruce Arians is playing dumb and he's like pretending like Gronk can't play anymore. And, and he's then just when, gonna wait, and then he's gonna yeah. unleash him. Yeah, that's a um, that's a theory I've thought about myself. Because it's not um, like Gronk just forgot how to play football. It's not like he was just sitting on his thumb the whole time. I mean, he's definitely better at at making TV commercials than playing football right now. But <laughs> we'll see if that changes in the near future. Um, let's move on. I believe there's one last matchup to talk about: Primo's picks and Tokyo Titans. I think you might be correct. Yeah. So Tokyo Titans came back to earth and actually put up a 121. Underperformed. We... Yeah, they did, but I mean... Some cracks in the armor. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm trying to see if it's a big reason or not that Mahomes and Kelsey were not actually playing, but it looks like Teddy Bridgewater outperformed Mahomes and uh, <laughs> Kelsey and Graham were about similar. Dude, the voodoo um, curse was no joke. I think I put too much yeah, of Phil's, holy Phil's hair into that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, may, you may have cursed the Titans. I mean, they got to win nonetheless, and they're on top of the league. So if uh, the league goes belly up and and COVID cancels the league, he's still walking away with about as much money as I won for first last year. So that's pretty sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, on the other side of the coin, a team that... Um, also needs some help is the Primo's picks. I believe that's back. Is it back to back or no? I think week two was when he had another dud week, and week three he did a little bit better. But yeah, I don't know. I have to check because I seventy nine points. Primo's picks there with seventy nine might be the lowest of the year. Of the year, Oof. I think it might be. Yeah, that it's Austin not. Eckler injury didn't look good. Uh, like he had a some sort of grade grade eight hamstrings motherfucker but yeah he was having trouble just even getting up onto the freaking cart to get carted off so that did not look good um logan thomas the guy that james has been chirping the shit out of on uh the 29 year old with 29 career catches or whatever the fuck you're <laughs> talking about puts up a 1.3 spot make that yeah. 30 yeah, make oh that and 30. hold on how did garter Minshew do wait a second not on joey's team anymore oh yeah yikes that trade went well. Um, <laughs> I think Joey might have taken some 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 cash. Yeah, on the side potentially. There. We'll have to investigate that one. We'll get the crackpot legal team. Hey, that's you, Mark. We'll yeah. Speak, you on speaking it. of which, Mark, what's your take so far? You know, you've been on the crackpot legal team for a little bit now. I, I assume you heard Andrew hack onto our podcast last week. Like, what what's your stance on all this? I mean. Uh, at this point, I'm. I think I'm really just concerned for Andrew as a person. He's clearly got a lot of time on his hands, hacking onto our podcast, finger painting and the like. I mean, just to tell us, just just to tell us how we have no no listeners, but he's hacking onto our pod, so he's clearly got nothing better to do. And I'd encourage him to get back into football. I mean, he seems to be going stir crazy. There's lots of guys in the league here who 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 could probably use an Andrew Luck on their roster, so. I don't know. I just hope Andrew 
kind of comes back down to reality and stops making wild accusations mm-hmm. about us. And, and uh, I mean, football is his passion, and I, and I think that'll really help him. So if you're listening, Andrew, uh, yeah, get over our face, get back in football. And, and just think know, think about how good your finger painting how good the that Colts good. would be this year if they had Andrew Luck at QB ra- rather than <clears throat> fucking Phillip Rivers. Yeah, the T.Y. Hilton chemistry, like Hilton wouldn't have fallen off as much. Um, wouldn't have to watch that shot put ass, ugly ass form throw uh but philip rivers has much better well i mean andrew luck had pretty good banter he was uh congratulating guys on hitting him and shit like that but philip rivers he uh he's a chirper (laughs) he like man that guy mic'd up is electric he's chirping everybody uh that's about his only uh good side so yeah (laughs) i mean what what else was going on in this matchup here um anything else too notable uh, Keenan Allen getting fed targets, not too much. The junkyard dog, Joey's highest performing player, Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson. Uh, since he dropped him Tanner, I mean, he's gone for a good game there. So two good games back to back. He's delivering Just so didn't far. Didn't want to play for the heart, uh, the <laughs> how hungries. But uh, other than that, I mean, uh, Joey, uh, Joey seems pretty certain that Debo Samuel is going to start uh, outpacing George Kittle in targets. Um, so he's going to need about 13 more. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, Debo's, Debo's a bit of a bright spot. I mean, after the draft, we all thought Joe, like genuinely thought Joey had the best team in the league. Oh yeah. Looking at all his running backs and his wide outs and everything. It's like, man, stud, 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 but yeah, injuries and, uh, underperform underperformances so far, I would say, um, Fantasy's a fickle beast, but I think Joey pretty much has to just at this point pick a quarterback and start riding with him. Like you can't be carrying three quarterbacks on your team; it's just eating up into other spots. Yep. And meanwhile, on the other side, you've got the guy who sat Mahomes precautionary, 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 Larry. Precautionarily. <laughs> there you go, and just pick. But then just picks up Teddy Bridgewater for a one-week spell, and the guy goes for 28 points. That's got to make Joey sick. Yeah, that's a bit of a horseshoe (laughs) play, horseshoe up the arse. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the rest of his dogs, uh, formerly a primo pick, Marquise Hollywood Brown, 10 spot. Oh, yeah. Devontae Parker. Just great depth, C.D. Lamb, 22 points. C.D. Lamb, you got to love to have a Dallas Cowboy on your team. Um, in the offensive department, anyway. And yeah, Calvin Ridley, what's his deal? So, did he get injured or did he just no, get locked up? He came into the game and he was a little bit banged up, but it wasn't anything too serious. But then Julio went out mid game and then he was just getting locked down by Jer Alexander, the Packers' number one quarterback. As soon as Julio mm-hmm. went down, mm-hmm. it was just put the number one corner on Ridley and Ridley did nothing. Like he was, he had a few, I think he had a drop in the end zone. I might be wrong, but I like, he had, he had targets. He was just, there was nothing. He did. He did see a pretty big uh, drop in his targets though. Five targets compared to 12, 10 and 13 in the first three yeah. weeks. The Falcons just in general did not look as good this week. But they haven't made their own four, so but at least they were at least they were scoring points the other weeks. I'm excited for 
Oh, actually, it's it's already happened. We may have seen the best game of the year already when Dallas and Atlanta played. And to be honest, it lived up to expectations with that onside kick. Dallas won 40 to 39. But those might be the two worst defenses in football. Mm-hmm. That's facts. All, All right. Your, uh, cheers. Should we, uh, should we boot it over to the transactions here? It's fired up. Trannies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick around for the transactions. Sounds good. Um, let's let's start it off with what we've uh, what we've all been waiting for the the trade of the biggest trade of PMFL history. The trade of all trades. The jack of all trades. No, that's not the right thing. Um, yeah, a five for four. So basically, a full roster swap here. We have the Indomitian Fuges shipping over to the Copenhagen Cowboys. Nick Football Chubb. Zach Football Ertz, Devontae Football Adams, and DeAndre Swift doesn't yet get the football. Right, it doesn't nickname. qualify yet. Yeah. Yeah, not quite yet. Rookie. That's right. <laughs> um, in return for Chris Football Carson, Hayden Football Hurst, DJ Chark, do 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 Brandon Ayuk, and Miles Gaskin. Brandon, Ayuk, see you later as he fucking hurdles his way into the that end That was zone. an incredible Anybody play. Else, that was nuts. That was to that guy. Against yeah, Philly, and I was still like, you know, I would I would be happy if we were getting scored on like that almost every play if I just got to see that feat of athleticism. That was nuts. <laughs> that was. This is, but, uh, I didn't even know you could do this. I didn't know that you could do five-person trades. I thought you were limited to three people. <laughs> I've literally never Apparently seen not. anything like this. <laughs> yeah, so hold on, hold on. What's he thinking? Before, before we do, spooky? before we go too deep into analysis, let's do just one word, and we'll go Tanner first, then Mark, then me. Uh, uh, I audio cut name. out, but I think you asked who won the trade. Just um, yeah. One one word, either Fuji or Basso, and then we'll d- dig into it after. Who won? I think Basso won. Mark. Mm, I mean, I I think that this. I think Fuji actually. Actually, you know what? <laughs> oh man. Save himself. We'll discuss, but I'm actually teetering. Almost Fuji won this. And it's. I think that it's. I think it's. It's, it's, it's definitely a win-win, a win-win and uh, I think that, yeah, my answer is Fuji, and I think that just based off of the current status of the two teams and how dire Fuji's situation was quickly getting, he needed, he, he needed to do something, and like the fact that he found uh, someone, he found a dance partner in, in the Cowboys who were willing to pull off a trade this big, I think that Fuji's definitely the winner. Uh, presently, you know, at the end of the year, it could be completely different. If Chubb and Tay Adams come back and, you know, they find their, their pro ball form. And if Ertz, uh, can get some help, I see Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson are coming back, which should free up some space for Zertz. Then, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Like it, by the end of the end of the year, we could be saying Cowboys, you know, they, they won the trade, but. Oh, right so, now it's Fuji by a landslide, but yeah. yeah. I, my thoughts on it were it almost looks like Fuji knows, man, my, my team's in trouble. I need to shake something up. I need wins now. It's a win-now league, the PMFL. Uh, he needs some pieces that he can plug and play, and he's given off some bit bigger names that may be out for a few weeks. Um, 
And yeah, I think if uh, everybody on this trade, if, on both sides, if they're all healthy by the end of the year, we, yeah, I think Basel's going to, with his existing pieces on his team, he'll have a bit of a powerhouse going on. But we'll see. Maybe this trade, uh, maybe Nick Chubb's out for a while. Maybe Adams, his injury kicks back in and he's out for a bit. And Ertz might not be the Ertz that he was the past season. So, I mean, this trade could hurt Basso here. It's um, a big gamble. It is. It's a gamble, and that's what we're doing here. Fantasy football, we're gambling a bit. <laughs> for for where Basso's team was, he did not need to make this trade. Yeah, I agree. It's a home run swing, though. I respect like, it. That's what you I need do. to respect it. Because he's, at this point, we're all chasing the team that's been the highest performing team of the first exactly. three weeks. So you got to be swinging for the fences. And I likewise, I respect the move. It takes balls as big as bass, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, we'll see how it works. I, I think that the nicest piece for Fuge, I mean, besides the fact that he's getting two functional running backs out of it, which is humongous. He traded mm-hmm. two, two functional running backs for a rookie who's done nothing and a guy that's on IR, and he got Chris Carson and Miles Gaskin. That in itself is incredible. But then you throw in the fact that he's got DJ Chark into that as well. And DJ Shark just put up like a 24 spot. Like it's it's insane value what Fuji got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of interesting on this uh, DeAndre Swift guy. I remember he dropped that that wide open pass. I think it might have been in week one there. That would have given the, game. the Lions the uh, game winner, yeah. But he still managed to put up ten spot a 10 spot that week, week two, and it looks like week four with only like a true down fantasy game in week three. So maybe Carlo knows something about this Swift character that uh, the rest of us don't. But I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't really love anything in the Lions backfield, given that Peterson's still there and he's been carrying the Lions share as a uh, 40 fucking whatever, however many years old he is, I guess late 30s, probably (laughs) 35. Yeah, really? Wow. Younger than I thought. No wonder he's he's, uh, still doing it. Swift, there's been nothing yet to indicate that Swift is going to be anything more than a change of pace back. He's through the first first four games, he's dropped the game winning touchdown. He has he's averaging 2.5 yards per carry, and he's getting a 29% snap share. And it's just all Adrian Peterson. And the problem is that the the Lions offense isn't very good. So uh, they're not they're not utilizing him as much. It's it's they're going three and out more than any team in football right now. Hmm. Yeah, it's not a good sign. Um, Galladay will save them though because his routes are so smooth. Um, but yeah, I I think Fuji won this 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 trade in the in the short term for sure, and. Uh, Definitely the medium term, but we'll see how it plays out long term. Anything else we should add on this one? Uh, only thing I would uh, only thing I would add is Basil made this trade because he obviously feels comfortable with the pieces that he has on his team. But um, looking at his projections, they've dropped considerably, and I believe Basil is two and two right now. Yeah. So. Ooh, if he doesn't make I, the playoffs, this will be a trade to look back at. But I, I think Basso will probably be okay. He's got some nice pieces outside of the trade. Exactly. And then for Fuji as well, two and two was definitely trending downwards. Now all of a sudden, right back in the thick of the playoff race. Uh, just basically saved his season with this. Mm-hmm. Good trade. Nice to see a trade in the PMFL. 
that doesn't involve shipping away uh, a good receiver for a quarterback you could have got off the wire. <laughs> uh, but so move, looking at um, other waiver bids this week, before we look at the highest one, I want to give a shout out to what I think is the best pickup of the week. The hard Andres nabbing, get this, the number one tight end in fantasy this year for $5, Robert Tanyan. Congratulations, hard on. You officially Knock on wood if you're something. with the hard ons. They didn't, <laughs> you won something. <laughs> I, I was shocked when I woke up in the morning and looked at that, and it wasn't like a 1-5 or a 2-5. It was just a $5 bid. Um, great work, Andre. Way to, way to rein it in. Um, I, yeah, I was going to bid on him. I was ready to go about it too. four tight ends, but I was like, I, there's no point because I'm not going to win. <laughs> True. Someone's going to bid on this guy. He just dropped like what he's, he scored in three straight three games. Touchdowns last game. Didn't he have a triple? Yeah. He had a 30, 31 oh, spot baby, last a triple game. last game. Yeah. Um, so Robert Tanyan on the hard-ons. That's a good sign for the hard-ons. Then we have Ernest Johnson. Tell us about him, Mark. He looked dynamic when Chubb went down. And if anything happens to Kareem Hunt, he's going to be a... Uh, a nice little insurance policy there. So. Yeah, exactly. And I got lots of, lots of fab to spend, so I'm not okay. too worried about the 10 That's bucks. pretty straight. Um, another running back that went, Justin Jackson. Joey bid $17 on him. Fuji put in eight. So a little bit of interest there. Shout out to the Stab City Shamrocks with the $0 bids everywhere. You got to love those. <laughs> um, respect the game. Just yeah, he's taking oh, stabs, everyone. Justin that's Jack. actually tough, too, that, that um, Fuji won with $0 bid on Philip Lindsay, who I didn't even know Philip Lindsay was on waivers. Like, when the fuck did that happen? Yeah, I noticed that in the morning when I, I was fucking... He's hurt, um, though, he yeah. practiced in full. He was a turf today. He practiced in full today. I expect him to be a functional asset okay. come playoff time. So we'll see. That could be a huge mega pickup. I did. Yeah, I, I completely missed that. I think the rest of the league completely missed that one, except for the Stab City Shamrocks. But why Why I I feel I, I shed a little fantasy football tear here is because Philip Lindsay, $0 winning bid to the Indomitian Fuges, and the Stab City Shamrocks, had a zero dollar bid in as well, obviously, but it was just lower waiver priority. So Fuji gets his guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, don't the, I actually that's I guess, I guess ultra Stab mega pip. Got Tim Patrick, right? So it's not like they're they've gone home completely empty-handed. I believe he had Tim Patrick prior to this week, didn't he? Yes, but what I mean is that since he oh, bid all this yeah. money, like he's still gotten a little something at least. That's true. Um, look, check out this, this sneaky defense waiver pip by the Skunkle squad, $7 on the Kansas city D beating out those Tokyo Titans. (laughs) I like that. Wow. 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 (laughs) Yeah. They've been good. They've been good this year. Those Kansas city guys. And you know, what's even funnier is that Dallas spent $3 on them. Uh, was it, what was it last Saturday? And then, Dude, I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure I got beat out bidding on them last week. How did they end up back on the wire? Because Dallas dropped them because he was scared oh, they weren't going to play. And yeah. he spent another, pulled a Jimmy Donut and he spent 10, 10 total dollars on them now. 
Oh, wow. That's an expensive defense. Hope it works out for you. Um, looks like Copenhagen Cowboys are interested in a Colts wide receiver. They got Zach Pascal. $4 bid outbidding the sausages. And you love to see that the boppers got their guy bringing Steven Goskowski back to the stable with a $2 winning offer over the sausages and the shamrocks. Yep. <laughs> He's like he's like the girl that you know you you break up with and then she goes and like dolls herself up and she's posting all over her stories and all of a sudden you're like damn so one that got away because you see the shamrocks you know bidding on bidding on Stephen Moskowski <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> everybody and, uh, who's had a piece wants another piece pretty much yeah the the boppers couldn't stay away had had to get some of Stephen Goskowski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> Attaboy boppers, and I believe that's the last um, bid. Any other notable ads on the week? I don't think so. Christian Kirk. Joey spent $17 on Justin Yeah, we Jackson. mentioned that briefly. I think that's a bit of an overspent. Yeah, he's, he's doing the insurance, though. Like, he, he had Eckler go down. He has, to, like, Joey's running backs. He, I mean, he's still got James Conner, and he's still got uh, – Josh, Josh Jacobs. Football Jacobs, especially so in the nickname. Running back room is looking better than mine, <laughs> for example. Looking better than a lot of teams, but uh, I guess this is just an insurance play. He's covering his ass. Mm-hmm. Enough, oh, the, the, nobody else bid on them, but this is worth talking about. Mark, who else did you pick up? Oh, yeah. I mean, it made me sick, but I picked up <laughs> The mustache man, the mustache calibration. <laughs> I hate him. I had to pick him up. I just, and just in case anything happens to Joe. Man, it was a big week on the insurance front from the Gold Hustlers. They must, oh. they, they like their team so much, they're locking in yeah. handcuffed backups for everything under the sun. Well, there's just nothing else. Oh, well, Philip Lindsay was there, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a wide receiver, so Mark doesn't like him. <laughs> yeah, I don't fuck with running backs unless the only unless ones running backs are getting policies. targets. <laughs> That's great. Um, just while we're on the topic of uh, transactions here, I want to tell a little funny story, and I'll give you guys the uh, the play by play breakdown here. So, um, those that remember last year, uh, Joey came second, right? Yeah, he was a silver placed team in the PMFL last year and his bell cow his ride or die was George Kittle he loved George Kittle loved Mm -hmm. a little Kittle action and I reached out to Joe after Kittle's 32 point performance and said hey are are you interested in Kittle and he's like everybody loves Kittle (laughs) Spencer what I have to give up don't have much room to move people and I said are you maybe down for Kittle for Josh Jacobs. And obviously you all, you never give your final offer to begin with. You know, you always start high, you work your way down. That's how, that's how all business deals work. You never show all your cards. That's an insulting offer. Josh Jacobs hasn't gone for 10 points the past two weeks. Kittle just came back and put up 32. He was my second round, first round pick. George Kittle's my second round pick. His first round pick. An, RB, an, RB an RB who's not put up 10 know. points the past two weeks. He, he, 
Yeah, but he was. He it him, was. Like, it was. And as he, I, I say, think it was his first round pick. I don't think it was give an up unfair like offer, but obviously I wasn't expecting Joey to take the first, you know, treat that I dangled in front of him. There was there was more steps to this. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so I was like, you down for Kittle for Jacobs? And he's like, no. Um, if anything, it'd be a wide receiver. I only have two running backs right now. Uh, and it would be Edelman. And so I was like, so your suggestion is Edelman for Kittle. And Joey said, yes. And <laughs> that's the other end of the spectrum. And ding, 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 a new trade to announce, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dude, you made the ding, ding, ding sound. It's official. Uh, yeah, the um, by order of the freaky grinders, George Kittle will be traded to Primo's picks for Julian Edelman over my dead fucking body. <laughs> Guns go off. Everything's on fire. Ba, ba, boom. Yeah, that's uh, that, that um, that was. That sounds like a that productive thing. trade conversation. <laughs> yeah, me and Joe, we've been trying to get a trade going at some point. I mean, I've, I've, I, Logan Thomas, we, we know, we know he's uh, he's a good player, but um, you know, I've got other good players, maybe, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll get a trade work eventually. I feel like I'm about zero and seventy six on trade offers this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that I think that maybe have something to do with your uh, your stance of loading up on the position group that we only require one of in our league. But I mean, you do have dogs, and uh, there's plenty of people in the league who don't have dogs in the tight end spot. So I mean, you might be able to get a trade done eventually, James. But I don't I don't know I don't know which yeah. one of those three you want to move and and how much you're going to get for them, given that uh, yeah we only need to play one tight end per week. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. Uh, I'm not in a rush. It's. Um, it's just a mm-hmm. boring way to play fantasy. You got all. You got three decent tight ends, and you. Uh, you're forced to play them rather than watching a wide receiver or running back. But we'll see how it goes. But hey, I'd watch. I'd watch George Kittle play tight end any day over just about all the wide receivers in the league. He's electric. Exactly. Yeah. So the freaky grinder is just gonna try and grind their way back into relevancy. All right. Yeah, you're straight. Should we, um, so for predictions this week, pod's been running over a little bit, so we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to give ourselves a two minute timer. We're not going to break down every positional group. We're just going to go bang, bang highlights. Who do we think is going to have a big game and just get it. And we should be done this in what? 12 minutes. Something like that. Yeah. Mark, are you going to stick around for that or are you uh, calling her? Okay, well, that means that means you gotta pick. You gotta pick the. uh, You you also pick one player that you think is pivotal. Okay. Okay, so you break it down in two minutes and pick. Yeah, something like that. All right, let's start at. um, I believe the freaky grinders, um, fresh out of the win column, are are going up against Primo's picks this week. (laughs) The projection has them at. 137 big projection look at that timers you on might, the clock we're, we're live. might be back and primo's picks with 120 122 so looks like yahoo has you as a 62 percent favorite here um looking at the matchup i would say this is going to come down to whether or not the running backs perform and for joey that's josh jacobs and james connor um james connor juicy matchup with philly Josh Jacobs against Kansas City. Tough no matchup. No way. Philly's got the best run defense in the league. Do they? <laughs> it's not bad, but 
Yeah, they're not as good as years past, but sorry. Let's uh, let's keep going. Over, over on my side here, Odell, if he can ball out. Indianapolis, second-best defense in the league. Playing in the rain, going to be tough. Josh Allen, we'll see if that game against the Titans happens. Uh, I see my three tight ends to continue to ball out. Uh, this is uh, Yahoo's got it. Yahoo's got it favorable on my side. I don't know if I'm as confident as Yahoo is, um, especially with how many rain games I have, but Mark, what do you think? Uh, I think you're taking this one. I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire has a big game and uh, I think Josh Jacobs has a stinker. And that's actually that's both running think. backs are playing against each other too, which would be interesting. That'll be a good game to watch. Yeah. Casey, Casey, Casey's going to kill Las Vegas. Casey's going to be running the ball. Jacob, well, are, are we at, are we at two minutes yet? Over. Yeah, we see, we're actually laughing. We're up 48 seconds left. Yeah, one more, one more, one more guy who might be busting his brains out is um, Justin Jefferson, a former How Hungry Are You, playing Seattle. Seattle, they're getting in shootouts. They're letting up a lot of points to the wide receiver position, most in the league. Look for him to keep the streak rolling. 30 seconds left. Last final thing that's interesting. Debo Samuel, George Kittle facing off against each other in this matchup. Joey said Debo's going to start eating into Kittle's targets. Looking back at last week, we had Kittle with 15 targets, Debo Samuel with three. And Joey said, well, Debo Samuel's just coming back from injury. And I said, well, guess what? George Kittle just did too. And he fucking ate up 15 targets and he caught all of those fuckers. (laughs) He's straight as hell. (laughs) There is no way. Joey's got Drew Brees back. Holy shit. I believe it's like week one again. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello. Oh, that must have been the cutoff. That's two minutes. Oh, you, sorry. You guys doing that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> next matchup. Yeah, we're on to the next one. Who we got? Uh, the Boppers against Indomitian Fuge. Two minutes on the clock. We're good. All right, and Dominican Foods projected 120, Boppers 110. Why is the Boppers projection so low, you ask? It's because he has Frank Gore still in the lineup. <laughs> Pivotal <laughs> player of the week for the Boppers. I want to see Devin Singletary out there against those Tennessee Titans in the rain game. He needs to he needs to really prove that that he can um, carry carry that carry that workload, you know, with Zach the Moss boss not being very efficient. Yeah, this is a tough bye week for both teams. You've got Lev Bell, who is actually supposedly coming back this week. So potentially Lev Bell might get subbed in for the Frank Gore play there. But Aaron Jones on a bye. Just so happens, though, that on the same week that the Boppers have Aaron Jones on a bye, he's facing the Indomitian Fujis, who have Aaron Rodgers on their bye. But right now the Fujis have Gardner Minshew II has a way of coming back and finding relevancy in this league. Uh, Fuji picks him up for next to nothing, which... Uh, you know, it's usually the standard when you have a shitty quarterback. Fuji <laughs> also has unlimited new pieces. Thinking, Go ahead, Mark. I'm thinking, yeah, the, the boppers are going to need to rely heavily on the Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins stack here. And they've got a nice matchup. So that, uh, that, that could be to, could be the key to uh, key to victory for the boppers. If they are going to pull this off. Mm-hmm. Darius Slayton due for another three touchdown outing in that Dallas uh, Cowboys matchup. We'll see if it happens. 30 seconds left. You love the stack play for the boppers. Could be in for a big one. I think they're undervalued by Yahoo right now. Jerry Judy against the Patriots could do it again. But I, I think Fuji's new pieces might be able to be enough to pull this one out. I look for the Fuji's to take this one, send the boppers to three and two. 
10 seconds left. Yeah, I, I agree with your take. I think the Fujis are going to take this with the current lineup. Uh, I don't think you can win anything with a gore in there for the gores. <laughs> On to the next game. Who do we have next? We have the the first place Tokyo Titans 4-0 going up against Skunkle Squad. Tokyo projected 145. Absolute banger against Skunkle Squad's 129. Three, two, abs- one. We're on the clock. Go ahead, James. You you start this one off. Ooh, it's hard to bet against those Tokyo Titans. Patrick Mahomes going at it with Vegas at home in the sun. Look for him to make good on that twenty-seven point projection. Kamara going against the Chargers. That might. I mean, Kamara's been a dog, but the Chargers' defense has been better than most this year. Um, it's hard to fault anything on the Titans lineup. We're going to need to see a big day from the Skunks. I think Gallup, Johnny Smith, Rojo. If Leonard Fournette's out, maybe that spells good for Rojo, but he's going to need a lot of right things to happen the Skunks this week. Mm-hmm. Skunks this week, they're actually playing Tyree Kill for, for not benching him. That's kind of cool. Uh, should be a good game in the <laughs> yeah, Sun yeah. versus uh, the Raiders there. And then on the other side, I think a big pivotal matchup is Calvin Ridley going up against those Carolina Panthers. That's He's looking to probably face some Josh Norman coverage. Josh Norman, just a, I mean, he's a shit talker. We'll see if he uh, can lock down Ridley in that uh, <laughs> uh, injured up Falcons uh, team. We'll see if Ridley can get a catch this week, first and foremost. I mean, yeah, still was... projected 15. Yahoo likes him, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you've got to you've got to project a bounce back for Calvin Ridley. He's a fantastic player, and everything's been going well for Phil this year. So there's absolutely no reason mm-hmm. that he won't go for. 25. Interesting that Deontay Johnson seems to be making a return, but he did not practice today. So who knows? Phil might have to dig down into the bench. Who do we have down there? Oh, a bunch of other good players. Hollywood Brown. <laughs> yeah, what a bench. Watkins, Mostert. We'll see if Raheem is back this week. Any practice reports on him? Limited practice today. Interesting. Another yep. week of McKinnon bit for the How Hungries, it looks like. And then Damian Harris, who rushed for 100 yards. We got 10 seconds left. Fuck this Titans team. It looks too fucking good. We might have to spin the wheel on these guys next year and come up with some, or next week, come up with some bullshit excuses to why. 5 and 0. Oh. Probably 5 and 0. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next one. Who do we have next? <laughs> we have an absolute shellacking of a matchup. The cold hustlers who we have on the show today. Thanks for being on 140 projection against uh, Nacho Man Randy Savage 108. I remember at the start of the year we were saying, "Has have teams ever been projected for 140?" Yes, they have. There's multiple this week. Uh, looking at the projections, I think Russell Wilson has a big game against Minnesota. Um, I don't believe. I believe 22.9 points might be the lowest score that he gets all year. That offense is banging. What do you think, James? I think that if Michael Thomas is in this lineup, that 140.96 is not a stretch by any means. If if he plays Kareem Hunt at starting backfield now, all his to eat up. Joe Mixon projected at 13 points, but I'm pretty sure didn't somebody just go against Baltimore last week and score a bunch of points? So Juju Smith back in the lineup again. It's, like uh, everything is pointing Hustler's way right now. And for a Sausages team that did not hit 100 last, w- last week, uh, it's, it's tough. What do you think, Mark? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to comment on this one. I, uh, I have a lot of integrity for the podcast, and I don't want to – Okay, that's fair. Here's a question for you then. Who are you 
most afraid of on the sausages team and who are you least afraid of? 50 um, seconds. I am most afraid of Derrick Henry and I am least afraid of this, this team from Maple Ridge <laughs> who probably is going to Probably, honestly, I'd be shocked if he got three <laughs> catches, so I'm not worried. Now we have an official jinx in. Jace Claypool blow up game, 38 points. You heard you know, it here first. I thought you were going to say that I'm not scared of Scotty fucking Miller because that guy fucking stinks. <laughs> hey, he's had a few okay games back-to-back. He was only poor when you had him. You know what we say is that anybody that doesn't perform for the freaky grinders is no fucking player in my books. Fuck him. Fuck Scotty uh-huh. Miller. <laughs> I think right. Hustlers take this one. I don't think it's close. Yeah, Hustlers back to nearly full strength, maybe even full strength with Michael Thomas coming back. It's going to be hard to beat him. <laughs> On to the next uh, one. Who we got next? Woo! Uh, Stab City Shamadubers. Going up against the hard-ons. Uh, hard-ons projection is 108. Um, Stab City Shammers, 130. Uh, so not close. 69% favorite for the the Stabbers. Should we even discuss any more? Well, I think that this week, I mean, right now, the hard-ons, it's, it's actually just been come out today or just been reported that Leonard Fournette doesn't look like he's going to play uh, Rob Gronkowski on the bench, Robert Tanyan on a bye. Uh, you know, this is tough. You know, all of, all of Andre's ponies are on the, on the bench. So it's okay. You know, own, own five is, is nothing to wipe your dick at, but, uh, you know, maybe next week is the week. I think that next week, when I predicted that Andre was going to hit hundred, I didn't realize that all of his good players were on by, um, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Cooper cup against Washington. You like that. Uh, Joe Burrow against Baltimore. That's fucking tough. Like, uh, maybe Andre look for some, other guy to play QB. Uh, what do you think, Mark? I I, I actually am going to disagree with you there. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a good game against Baltimore. Uh, he, Joe Burrow has put up 300 yards in three straight games, and uh, this is straight off Yahoo. And the Ravens apparently aren't that good at uh, defending the pass. So I think Joe Burrow is going to have a good game. They're going to be losing, so they'll be throwing the ball a lot. I think he'll put up 20. 50 20 seconds left. Mr. Hungry, what do you think about the Stab City's lineup this week? Uh, the stack attack, Watson and Fuller V are in a dome, so they're strapped. Uh, they're going to have an absolute big smashing game against those Jacksonville football Jaguars, whose defense is not what it was a few years back. Um, but going away from that matchup, another huge player, uh, who is actually also in that matchup is LaVisca Chenault Jr., who I expect to have an absolute banger because that guy's got a great name. Um, also in that dome, looks like he's questionable, might not play. Um, yeah, that's a bad, uh, analysis point. 15 seconds left. I'll finish it off with Kenyon Drake against the jets. If he can't get it done this week, who is he going to be able to get it done against? Uh, that is a big question for stab city heading into this week. And with that, it looks like (laughs) (laughs) we're out of time. We're on to the next one. Who do we have next? Um, I could, (laughs) <laughs> I think it just might be the last one. Is that, is that not it? Yeah, me, me. Uh, the how hungry are you? Is going up against the Copenhagen Football Cowboys. Somebody else start us off. Man, what a matchup this is! We've got two perennial playoff teams: third place, first, fifth place. 
Yahoo's got this as one twenty eight to one twenty seven. There is uh there is people forget I was in the toilet bowl just the other year. I don't know about perennial <laughs> playoff team. <Let's> go on. <laughs> there there there's a scrotum hair separating this Yahoo projection. Uh you got a battle of two big QBs, Lamar going against Cincy and Dak going against the Giants. Both those guys are gonna go for a hundred million. Um after that <laughs> uh what's interesting is that you got Pascal Crowder and McLaurin as the th- three of the four starting wide receivers. Don't know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Diggs has been falling out though. Devonta Freeman's in this starting lineup. What the fuck's going on here? Mark, what do you have to say about this? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think Bass's team doesn't look that good after that trade, <laughs> like as of right now. Look at his, like, look at his bench. Look- Everybody's on buy or dead or COVID. <laughs> Yeah, like he's gonna be hurting for a few weeks. I think Tanner's gonna squeak this one out. I'm just there's a lot, there's a few guys on on Bass's team right now who I don't even fucking know. So Dude, Bass is going with the four RB approach. Holy shit! Yeah, that's just I'm gonna be fading that. pass interference in the end zone penalties all fucking Sunday. Um. Tyler Lockett in the flex there. James White prayers up. He's back in the game. He's banging. Um, 30, 30 seconds left. Closing statement there, Tanner. Yeah, Rodrigo football blankenship is going to absolutely froggy Basso's team. <laughs> I see him going for a 18 spot against the Browns. Pittsburgh defense against San Francisco. Uh, this this one could be uh, this could be a good game. We'll see if Mike Davis can keep up his fucking chubby little Madden seventy overall ways, where he's <laughs> rumbling his way for twenty points every week. So you can look for a bounce back game from Tyler Walker as well. All right, that's it. Fuck, that was that was electric. That's a good way to do those for those uh, predictions. Yeah, that's definitely more exciting. I think we're going to have to keep that. I think two minutes is all we need. Analyzing every positional group every single week for every single game adds on an extra like 40 minutes to the podcast. And we want to keep it fresh and Mm -hmm. we want to keep it fucking winning for the freaky grinders. That's what we're going to do this week. And primos, you can take your fucking trade offer of Julian Edelman for George Kittle. And you can print that out on a piece of paper. You can scrunch it up into a ball. You can bend over and you can insert it up of your fucking anus by order of the freaky <laughs> grinders. Because that's where that fucking trade offer belongs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Joey could clip a segment out of this podcast where you accept that trade, so I'd be careful. Hey, you know, <laughs> Some privileges come with being commissioner, one of which is being able to accept or nullify any trade. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. I think you're protected. Uh, All think, right. All right, hustlers. Good. Thanks for making an appearance. All right. Baby. Yeah, you appreciate it. it. Stayed nice on for me. the whole thing. Best good of luck. Good job last player. week. Deuces. Good luck, everyone, in this year of injuries. Later, gents. R.I.P. Young Ho on the pod. It was a good run. Come on, say it with me, brother. In the bleak. In the bleak. Midwinter. <laughs> Best of luck, everybody. We'll see you guys yeah. next week. R.I.P. Young Ho Fuge. Peace.